0: There's no reason to just sit back and do things the way we've done it before. And that is important because as we change the culture, which is not an easy thing to do when you think about an agency of our size and one that has so much history, but it's an important component to empowering workforce to make decisions at the appropriate level. That enables us to do things more timely, more quickly, and it also builds a skill set for future leaders and future leaders of this agency because they've been part of that decision making process at their levels.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Spilling the Tea, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the MBTA. I'm your host, Andrew Cassidy of the MBTA's Customer and Employee Experience Department. To kick off our first episode of 2024, we are joined again by MBTA General Manager and CEO, Phil Eng. In this episode, we'll look back at 2023, how the year unfolded, the surprises, the challenges, and the victories. We'll dive deep into what worked, what didn't, and the invaluable lessons learned. But that's not all. We'll also look ahead to 2024 and explore how last year's experiences and insights will inform the coming year. What can riders and employees expect? What developments lie ahead? Let's get started and welcome General Manager Phil Eng to Spilling the Tea. General Manager, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. Let's start by reflecting on 2023. Your first calendar year as general manager and CEO of the MBTA. From your perspective, how did the MBTA do?
0: Well, when you look back at 2023, I think what we've seen is that we're an agency that is changing. We're an agency that is looking forward. And at the same time, we do look back to see where we've been and what we need to improve on. But you can see that we are now starting to focus more on delivering results. We're focused on fulfilling what we've told the public, and that's restoring our system back to a reliable system, improving travel times, giving people back time in their day, but also giving them a system that as we continue to rebuild, they will see is more and more reliable, allowing them to better plan and use the system as they want to and need to.
1: Any specific call outs or projects that you're particularly proud of?
0: Well, I think it's all tied together. Some of the initial things, you know, just in terms of how I wanted to look at the agency is where are our internal strengths? Where can we improve? And even before I got here, the governor focused on our workforce. For us to be able to deliver, we need to rely and have internal capabilities. And I'm proud of what the team has done, our administrative team, our HR team. Uh, And even all the teams that support with regards to bringing on board and training and, and selecting the candidates that we hired. And when you talk about having record hiring numbers and getting us back to where we have some breathing room in terms of being able to better plan and use our workforce, that's fantastic. And that's big in terms of providing service, doing repairs, and building our workforce for the future but then tie hand-in-hand hand with the need for all the work that we've been doing. In particular, right now, we're in the midst of some very, very intensive track improvement work that is replacing ties, replacing rails, things that have long been left unaddressed. But we're in a good place where we've seen not only the level of work we're doing improve, but the amount of work that we're able to do within the period that we're giving ourselves is improving And I think that goes to how we're breaking down silos across groups, how we're working with one another in terms of better planning, better scoping, and ultimately better delivery for the public. And it's showing as we are now removing these speed restrictions and making not only a faster trip, but people can feel a much more comfortable trip too as they ride our rails with us. So I think all of these things are demonstrating that, you know, we've moved from an agency that maybe was caught by the amount of disinvestment that we've had up and now an agency that can see the brightest side of the future. Um, And we're building confidence, we're building skills. And with each successful part of work that we do, whether it's the diversions, whether it's working in our stations, all of these are resulting in a better experience for the public, but also a better experience for our, our workforce too, because Every time we deliver, I could see the pride in all of them who have really put in a lot of time and effort. So it's fantastic to see. I think 2023 really demonstrated that we can change, and 2024 is going to push us to even show how much more we can do to uh, win back public riders and public trust.
1: Absolutely. And- if you take a step back, it definitely looks like the MBTA has a very strong positive upwards trajectory. Whether it be you know hiring fifteen hundred additional employees, removing those slow zones, you know I feel it in my personal commute. But looking back on twenty twenty three, what are some of the things that maybe were more challenging for you, whether it be unexpected or otherwise, and how did those challenges or how will they inform how you address and plan for twenty twenty four?
0: I think a lot of the challenges were internal cultural this is the way we've done business before uh but then demonstrating and letting people see that it's okay to try something different that we can be bolder and we can push ourselves to the point where maybe sometimes it feels a little uncomfortable but that's not a bad thing because we need to be able to set goals beyond what we have done in the past and I think that's where when you look at what we've accomplished in 2023, it shows that we are pushing ourselves and it shows that there's no reason to just sit back and do things the way we've done it before. And that is important because as we change the culture, which is not an easy thing to do when you think about an agency of our size and one that has so much history, but it's an important component to, you know, one of the first things I talked about is empowering workforce to make decisions at the appropriate level that enables us to do things more timely, more quickly. And it also builds a skill set for future leaders and future leaders of this agency because they've been part of that decision-making process at their levels. So I think it goes hand in hand with where we want to take this agency and build us long-term success, not just short-term success.
1: No, that's great to hear. Now, to that end, as far as rider experience goes, Quite recently, I believe it was January 16th, right after the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, the red line and orange lines experienced concurrent issues while there was simultaneously a green line diversion taking place. The Boston Globe put out an article with the headline, New Year, Same Terrible Tea Commute. What happened and what are we doing to make this not the same old tea?
0: Well, You know, that was a tough morning for our riders. And, you know, you had a whole host of things that all came together at the worst time. Not that there's ever a good time for an incident of that nature, particularly one that's tied to our power system. But it was indicative of the age of our system. It was indicative of the design of our system as well. And it shows just how important the work we have moving forward is going to be. But that was due to a power cable that was adjacent to the red line that was over 40 years old, we ended up finding out. It was due to the insulation likely being old and cracked, and as a result, causing the uh, the fire along that cable line. Luckily, no smoke, nothing beyond what was in that duct, but certainly enough that we had to, at first, shut down the power on red line, thinking that it was a red line power cable because of the proximity of it. Subsequently, it was identified to be an orange line power cable. And within that duct bank was orange, green, and red, a design that made it very hard to pinpoint. I will say that working with Boston Fire Department and our own folks, in a two-hour window, we were able to restore service that morning, albeit the damage was done to the riders in that morning commute, because, as you mentioned, the green line had a diversion for the track work that we're doing. And then subsequently, as I mentioned, red line, the power was shut off and ultimately orange line power shut off because that was determined to be the actual cable. But what we're doing moving forward is we are changing the way we inspect cables. We're changing the way we use tools such as handheld thermal sensors and mounting them on our trains to help us identify such hotspots before they become issues, allowing us to replace and fix our aging cable infrastructure. And at the same time, as we look into the capital investment plan for the next five years, we will make sure that we take a look at how best to start replacing our power systems as well and upgrading them so these types of situations don't happen as frequently. And that goes hand in hand with proper inspections, be more proactive with repairs, and then ultimately setting up a program where we start to reinvest and replace and upgrade our power systems. So that's, that's all part of how we intend to improve service, improve reliability, and ensure safety. And it's not just a track program, but it's our power program, it's our signal program, tie in all the station work that we're doing. We're not going to lose sight of the fact that we need to not only rebuild our system for the riders that use it today, but we need to build and plan for a system that's going to encourage and empower the Commonwealth to continue to be the economic engine that it is.
1: And I think that's kind of a testament to the changes that you're making. Obviously, it's a big situation to grapple. Unfortunately, certain things cannot be addressed immediately as far as fixing everything, but those changes that you're making as far as how people are inspecting, looking for things, those are things that can be implemented rapidly and hopefully help address this. Which brings me to my next question, which is, you've been called out several times for being kind of a new era of the MBTA and just having a different approach to how you're handling the organization. What makes you different or what uniquely qualifies you as the leader of the MBTA? That's different from leaders of the past?
0: Well, I don't know if I compare myself to how I'm different from others. I will say what I'm looking to do myself is to build a strong team here. And it's not just one person, it's not just me, it's all of my leadership team, but it's every level of the organization from top to bottom that I'm looking to put in positions to succeed, making sure they have the right training, the right skill sets, and the Openness and transparency across levels that is important for us to all know. So, myself and others can help tackle those problems, right? If we are working with one hand tied behind the back because we need certain expertise, certain training, certain equipment, then we need to speak up. And that's what we're really encouraging everyone to do. It's the way we improve, it's the way we build for the future. And the real goal is not to just set up a team short term, it's for me to be able to set up a team. That is really, really strong long-term, and that means future leaders, not only identifying them, but getting them set up for success as well. That's the key. I think what we're seeing, whether it's the track work, whether it's the service planning, it's all of the functional areas coming together and working across those boundaries and not being in individual towers that perhaps don't always pick up all that needs to be to be a successful agency. I don't like to compare myself to how others have done it. All I want to do is to lend the notion that my goal has always been to be identify problems, find solutions, don't let tough days set us back, and really focus on building a strong team where we're all working together for a common good. And that's providing the public with that safe, reliable, robust service that they deserve and building for a system that's going to serve the Commonwealth for many generations to come.
1: That's an excellent philosophy. And I really appreciate your calling out the fact that this is a team effort. You've brought on a lot of individuals. Can you speak a little bit to the people that surround you now who are working side by side with you to make these changes and make these improvements to build that better team?
0: Well, I think what you've seen with some of the folks I brought in is not just their expertise, but it's merging it with the existing expertise that is here too. And part of it is making sure that, you know, we have folks that have been through some of these before, whereby, you know, helping agencies rebuild, helping agencies restore service. And I've looked for a team that has both managerial experience, but also boots on the ground experience, because I think that's the best way for us as managers is to be able to see exactly what's going on is by being in the system, on the system, and with our employees day in and day out. And those firsthand observations Provide so much insight to us making sure that we are supporting the workforce, that we are supporting the riders because we are witnessing firsthand what they're all going through. You know, So that is a key thing in terms of what I look for, not only with the existing management team here, but how we supplement it. And I think that will always be a core principle of mine going forward, is making sure that we don't lose sight of all of the efforts that everyone contributes. and you know, I think having some of that hands-on experience really gives a lot of insight to management when we're making tough decisions.
1: Absolutely. So we've talked about 2023 and the ups and downs and what's been learned. We've established that you have a, a guiding philosophy and a team poised to act on it and make the MBTA a better operation. Now let's talk about 2024. What can riders and employees expect in the new year? I know we're only you know, several weeks into it now, but as riders kind of entered the new year with some diversions, are these things that are going to be continuing or what's the experience going to be like?
0: Well, I know when we announced the tracking improvement program towards the latter part of 23, a lot of those diversions were set up in a way to spread them out over the 2024 calendar year. And I also know that those diversions, and for instance, what's going on right now in January along the green Line, are challenging to our riders, particularly in inclement weather. At the same time, I knew if we didn't go with these types of plan outages, the amount of work that we had to get done would not be able to be done in such a short time frame. In fact, early on in my tenure here, you could see that we would take two steps forward and then perhaps one step backwards with the amount of work that needed to be done, the track program. Having so many needs across the whole system made it hard to do it in a manner that would be done on overnights or even just weekends. But I can assure the public that with each closure, when we finish that work, we're giving them the results that we've been promising. Right now, we're in the midst of the Green Line closure that I believe goes back into service after January 29th, and everything is on track. The contractors that are in the system are performing really well, working alongside with our maintenance away teams. And we're just getting better with each of one of these diversions that we're doing. And I'm really excited for the ability to let our public start to see that despite these individual outages are challenging to them in their commutes, they will see that they will have a much better system, a much smoother ride, and that we are delivering and giving them back time in their day and giving them a much more reliable commute you know, in the future. So exciting for 2024, but I know we have a lot of challenges ahead still because that's just one aspect of what we need to do. We will be and have been addressing stations, cleanliness, brightness, making repairs little by little. Those areas are being done as part of these different diversions too, because we're maximizing the outages. But I think that all goes hand in hand to the rider experience. You enter a station, if it's cleaner, it's brighter, you feel better about it and, you know, throw in, then the trains will be running more on time with more greater frequency. And little by little, rider confidence will come back. And I really do believe that the riders will come back too as well.
1: It sounds like 2024 is going to be a big year for the MBTA.
0: It is a big year. It is a pivotal year, but that's not the end game. We have so much more to do. And I want the public to know that this is just the beginning Of the agency that can do and will do moving forward.
1: Excellent. That's great to hear. Any closing words for our listeners?
0: Well, I just want to say that they have been really amazing in terms of them pulling for us. The ones that I have a chance to interact with in my daily commutes have really given me a lot of self satisfaction in terms of knowing just how important our roles are to them. They are rooting for us. They do rely on us, which makes our jobs even more important. It is really a heartwarming thing to know that the hard work of the whole team here will be resulting in better serving communities, better serving people, and really fulfilling what they've been asking for for a long time. So I just want to say thank you very much to the public. I want to say thank you very much to the workforce. And there's a lot more of our workforce that I know are in the application process and training process. So I can't wait to welcome them with each Monday and the new hires. Uh, And having said that, I know that we have a lot of work. We have to manage through a very constrained budget. I really am appreciative of the administration's support. And we will find ways to be creative and continue to move in a positive direction because that's what public service is all about really excited about the future here.
1: Mr. General Manager, thank you so much for joining us once again. I'm sure we'll have you back even a third time as we continue to unravel the tea a little bit and learn more about it. But thank you so much for for joining us here today.
0: Well, thank you for allowing me a little more time to share some thoughts.
1: And there you have it, a look back at 2023 and a look ahead to what 2024 has in store. We want to express our sincere gratitude to the general manager for sharing his time, insights, and vision with us today. To our listeners, thank you for joining us on this illuminating episode of Spilling the Tea. We hope you gained valuable insights into the MBTA's journey and what to expect as we move forward together. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast and share the episode your support fuels our mission to provide transparent and engaging conversations about the MBTA. If you have any feedback, questions, or ideas for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at social at mbta.com. Until next time, I'm Andrew Cassidy, and this has been Spilling the Tea.